Super Senpai Podcast. Welcome to the Super Senpai Podcast. This is a monthly, episodic, tokusatsu-related podcast where we'll fight you if you diskaiju. I'm Pat. <laughs> and I'm Grant. And joining us is a special guest tonight because we actually are doing a bit of a special episode. You probably know him from uh, the Toho Yaro Podcast and from the One Piece Podcast. Please welcome Joey Weiser to the pod. Hey, guys. Thanks for being on. Yeah, it's good to have yeah, you here. Yeah, happy to be on. I'm, I'm a fan of the show. Oh, thank you. <laughs> And it's nice to finally, I, I've journeyed over uh, on, on your side of the fence. Welcome to our side of the, the, the I guess, the railroad tracks, if you will, uh, the side of town. So, and yeah, Grant, Grant is on an episode of Toho Yara where we talked about Godzilla versus Monster Zero. So yes. that was really fun. That was a fun Ooh. episode. And now you get to be our third. We need to have three tonight because we are not watching Lupat. We are going to eventually get back to Lupin Ranger vs. Pat Ranger. We promise, we swear, we will finish it. But tonight, mm. we are going to be watching two episodes of Ninpu Sentai Hurricaner. Ooh, It's going to be yeah. fun. Is that, <laughs> is that the noise? Sounds. I don't know if it works. <laughs> <laughs> shoo, shoo. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so that's going to be pretty exciting. We're, we're looking forward to that. Um, but I guess first, let's get into... What have we, how, how have we been, guys? It's been a little while since we've been on the show. Have we been watching anything? Haven't having a grand old time? Um, as of yesterday, I started up Nexus again, so I'm going to finish an Ultraman show finally. Yeah. Okay. Where how <laughs> nice. where are you at in Nexus? How are you doing? Did you restart it? Did you go back to where you were? Yeah, I started. I mean, I think I was in the last time I checked, I was near the beginning, so I just started in the middle of episode one and have been working through it, and it's been pretty cool. Like. The vibe I get usually from Ultraman's relationship with people is that that's Ultraman, he's gonna save us or whatever. But this is like, <laughs> I don't know about that silver giant, and it's like, oh, this is kind of weird. Like this lady shot at Ultra at Nexus in episode two, and I was like, are you are you serious? Did you just shoot at an Ultraman? Is that <laughs> did that happen? <laughs> Can you do that? He's gonna leave us. <laughs> But yeah, I did. I did get so far. Only thing I would say, it's like three episodes in, and it seems like the same monster. I was hoping for other ones, but we'll see how this goes. I'm sure oh, that's I'm weird. Sure it'll, yeah. yeah, I'm sure they eventually will. Ultra Ultras are pretty consistent with bringing back at least facsimiles of former kaiju. They like to do a lot of callbacks. Mm-hmm. Now, when was Nexus released? Oh, geez, I forgot to look at the year. Oh, is it like, I don't know, early 2000s? Yeah, early, mid-2000s. I remember, well, the reason I picked it was because I had seen it like a long time ago. Not like seen it, but I'd seen, how do I say this? I was like, hey, tokusatsu's a thing. I didn't, I don't, before I knew what the word was, I was like, oh, those kind of like rubber suit shows. And Nexus Mm -hmm. was like the Mm -hmm. one at the time or the modern one. So I was like, well, this is cool. I'm going to make it my icon, even though I don't know anything about it. So... My deviant art, um, <laughs> <laughs> the icon of my deviant art is still Nexus, so that's now that's it's a thing. Time to put your whatever <laughs> pixels where your mouth is and actually like <laughs> see the thing that you've been having as your your image. <laughs> now, mm-hmm. what's the what's the hook or the gimmick for Nexus? Is there or has that developed yet? The gimmick, um, hmm. hard to Sorry, say. Sorry, I didn't mean it's... I didn't mean to stump you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just the vibe that it's potentially a threat because it's like there's like an organization that hunts down space beasts, I think is the word uh, they're using, and they are the ones that usually exterminate the, the invaders. Mm. And this other thing showed up that's also fighting them and they're like, I don't know how to deal with this. So it's mm. kind of like the perspective is a little bit interesting because the ultra is like just some dude that nobody really knows that shows up and does it. Mm. Right, right. But the main, it seems to sort of focus on like an observer character who's part of the, I forget what the word is, kind of like a rescue, not like science team, but like extermination team. Like they're there Ah. to kill. (laughs) Yeah. We don't do science. What's that thing we do? Exterminate. (laughs) Yeah. It's like that episode of Freakazoid where he he goes and there's like a monster research institute. They don't actually research anything. They just blow up monsters all day. (laughs) Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, that's it, it's a one to one match. 
Okay, well, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you're you're getting into Ultra, even though I've not seen Nexus. I'm Ultra was also sort of my gate. It's funny that you mentioned like I guess I don't know. For me, it was a gateway into sort of my modern era of fandom was realizing that Ultraman was just on Hulu and I could just watch it. So like I started with Ultra mm. and have sort of come mm. back around to Sentai and Kamen Rider. So it's a, a very fond feeling for it. And it's Ultraman Day today. Yay! Yeah, Yay. happy Ultraman Day. Yeah, yeah I'm I'm Ultraman. a big. So I'm a big fan of Ultra Q through Ultra 7, like those mm. first three. Yeah, they're good. And, you know, even though Q is kind of a different thing. But, like, I just don't quite connect with the anything past that. I've seen a good chunk of Leo, and I've seen some of Max was my the time that I tried a modern one. I know that there's, like, orbs supposed to be really good. And, it is, yeah. Yeah, but I just I haven't haven't tried the, the newer stuff out recently. But I love those old ones. Hmm. Uh, for sure yeah the older ones definitely hue or him i guess closer to being more like twilight zone and then sometimes mm-hmm. a giant monster shows up it's a little bit weirder and hairier i'm a huge huge fan of 66 and ultra 7 uh i think ultra 7 is probably the stronger show but i just love the classic design it was it 66 or 67 ultraman now that i think about it i don't remember the og I ultraman but I love yeah that the original design. yeah yeah and i get what yeah, you I mean love that one too but i seven's probably my favorite yeah seven's really good the the thing the modern ones are definitely more toyetic like you know super Iod is that there's cards and there's changers and there's toys and spark dolls or you know whatever they are but mm-hmm. um i definitely recommend i mean personally for a modern one like i mean i can only recommend what i've seen but orb is good and i think jeed is really really good too mm. both of those shows are just really really yeah kind I of phenomenal like maybe recommended quite a oh, lot yeah, yeah 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 maybe oh. is kind of the one that a lot at least you know i haven't seen it yet but a lot of people in the ultra sphere sort of consider it <laughs> one of the tops of the sort of modern mm-hmm. cut anything post 2000s a lot of people are going to jump straight to maybe and say you need to watch this but it is a longer run i think with the more modern ones like x and orb and g they've been doing like 26 episodes so it's a little more mm-hmm. digestible mm-hmm. so i think nexus is 38 so i don't know where Mebius falls hmm. on that i think maybe is maybe it's also 30 the... or is it 50 i don't know it's longer i know hmm. yeah and it's it's a little bit I guess being more savvy, sometimes you're a little bit more, not necessarily actually onset experience or anything, but being a little bit more film savvy and seeing like how edits happen, like the night shot where they're clearly shooting in day, but like put a blue filter over oh, everything. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. that one, that's more jarring to me, I would say, than the giant CGI or rubber suit monster. And I don't mm. know what it is. Like, <laughs> mm. like, I don't mind the other one, but the, the blue thing was like bugging me a little bit on one of the episodes I'd seen. Right. Uh, but the, thinking about the toyetic aspect of it, I'm like, like, I don't, would the kid want this weird monster blob? Because it's kind of formless thing. Hmm. But I guess on top of like the Nexus soft vinyl and maybe some kind of figure later the science or extermination squads like weapons or ship i don't know i was like what what are the what's the kid gonna buy from the show i want to know uh, yeah. you know <laughs> paying attention to that like way more because of the more toyetic shows mm-hmm. i think the neat thing at least from from my money one of the nice things about x orb and g i mean ultra i think ultra is really strong just because it's got i don't know the, the super i production the sets are just Really, really good. I, I always love their set work. But the nice thing about X and Orb and Jeet is they're all a little bit... They've got a lot of throwback elements, which is common for Ultra to bring mm-hmm. back old kaiju and stuff. But they use them in different ways that are kind of fun, at least to me, whether you're a fan or not. Like, for example, in X, Gamora like, his, is like a a monster that frequently appears throughout the ultra series but in this he gets to be an armor set for ultraman he gets like super claws or something when he uses mm. cyber gamora or whatever and then like jeed mm. G- and orb have a fusion gimmick where every ultra form is a combination of two older forms which is a way to both sort of you get to see both the old and the new at the same time because the new form is some amalgamation of the two so it's its own mm. design but you get to see like oh there's there's Taro and there's Seven and oh, you know, here's their cool new form and it's some mix of their powers. <laughs> so it's kind of a fun throwback in that way. But you don't actually like. I mean, Ultra has the Ultra series is really weird yeah. to me. It has like two levels of lore. It has like complete surface value. There's no lore. You don't need to know anything. And then there's no middle ground. And there's just like the Giga Brain lore that exists that connects it all together. That is incredibly <laughs> impenetrable. <laughs> and like I don't know that. I just know a little bit. <laughs> Mm. Mm. so joy have you been watching anything toku related yeah i i've let's see well i've actually 
I had recently gotten the Hurricane box set, which I know we're going to be talking about later. So that's the mainly what I've been watching. I, I'm about 20 episodes into that. Okay. Um, and I've also been checking out uh, Ryu Soldier as it's been airing mm-hmm. the current sentai show and and that's been uh really fun i think that's a fun show it's had some interesting monsters and the the like night theme is an interesting thing that i hadn't seen before and so that's that's it's been pretty fun i'm not like super gung-ho about it yet but i feel like a lot of times the sentai shows take like a handful of episodes before you really decide if you love them or not I mean, there's that old the Gintama title card or whatever that's like, you don't get into the Sentai series when it's new and then when it's over, you miss it. Like, <laughs> So yeah, I, I, I agree with you there. So now, have you I seen... Gonna, I was going to nod to that too, but I was like, I don't watch Gintama, so I don't know if this is going to like... <laughs> I... Good Grant said it. I have the Gintama street cred, I guess. Hey, don't bite my hand, cat. Sorry, I got randomly attacked by a cat for saying i had gintama street cred i guess <laughs> <laughs> so now have you seen hurricane before joey or is this your first watch or yeah i mean do you want to like uh should i go through my kind of token yeah. history like yeah, sentai history it. thing tell us tell us yeah i've been thinking i've been thinking back about it a little bit because i knew i was coming on the show and it's a kind of a bit of a windy <laughs> road so strap in it's got some starts and stops but like (laughs) you know it started with me being super into godzilla as a kid and like and Mm -hmm. just renting those tapes over and over again Mm -hmm. and and so there's that sort of foundation of that but like as far as like super sentai is concerned you know it started with mighty Morphin power rangers just like probably a lot of your listeners and and, Mm -hmm. and people in our our age range i'm clapping like a church choir back here (laughs) yeah definitely but like it kind of hit like at a weird time for me like i think it started i'm like i'm not sure i think it started like around fifth grade or something for me so it was kind of like perfect at that point but as i started getting a little older it's kind of sixth and seventh grade i definitely distinctly remember with Power Rangers specifically kind of having that thing where I'm like, I like this thing, but I feel a little too old. Like I'm starting mm-hmm. to feel kind of like, like, you know, when like you're watching something and you're totally, I don't know if this is, <laughs> if you'll have the same experience, but I definitely had a thing where I was like, I'd be watching something and I'd be totally into it. And then one of my parents walks into the room and I suddenly like see it through their eyes. And it's <laughs> like, Oh, Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know? No, I was just, I was just watching the news. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did so you guys I hear about like, that, was... that disaster at Angel Grove in California? Well, that's what I've been checking up on, trying to stay abreast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, some strange seismic activity. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, I, I kind of like naturally aged out of it, I guess. Mm. Mm. I don't know that I even necessarily finished the series. Like, I definitely remember all the drama with Tommy and the Green Ranger, White Ranger stuff. But like, I don't recall how the series ended so i may have just not even watched it all the way through so yeah so that that's that and then but let's skip ahead to college i have a friend who is a classmate of mine another cartoonist named well i know him by hunter clark is his like nickname but he publishes under the name wukjin clark and he did like a graphic novel for oni press a while ago called mega gogo that was super sentai inspired and he just finished up a run on a comic for image a uh, flavor which was really great hmm. but anyway he's into this stuff and he, i remember kind of seeing him like drawing sketches in his sketchbook based off of like photo books and stuff like that and i definitely remember kind of being like power rangers <laughs> really <laughs> that's a thing that you can be into but like you know i'm Is a, that even legal I'm a, yeah <laughs> right <laughs> But, you know, I'm a Japan nerd and I'm into like shonen anime and manga and stuff. So I'm definitely not, you know, I've I've dipped my toes in, in kids entertainment for sure. Hmm. So I was curious and he had these like DVD box sets that were these like uh, Hong Kong bootleg mm-hmm. DVDs. The sacred texts, like, as Luke Skywalker yeah, right? would say. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like of the entire series and he lent me Hurricane So Hurricane is actually like my first Japanese Sentai show that I mm. ever saw. Wow. Yeah. So it definitely like has a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. And I definitely remember when I was first watching it, I started watching it with this very like ironic detachment, especially like, <laughs> like mirroring that thing I was talking about parents. Like whenever a roommate or my girlfriend or whoever was in the room, I'd be kind of like, I don't know. This is something that Hunter is into. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, I eventually like, found myself being pretty surprised by like how dramatic it was and how 
kind of invested in the characters and stuff I was finding myself. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much you guys know about like the general thing with Hurricane Jr. is that there's these two factions to start. There's the Hurricanes and then there's the Gorigers and like the Hurricanes are heroes are like descended from a group of ninja that like wiped out the Gorigers like ancestors basically. And so there's a lot of like interesting drama to be had <laughs> from that. Right. Right. And and so, yeah, by the end of that, I was like totally like, yes, I love this. But then he lent me Gow Ranger, which is like one of the animal ones. Mm-hmm. And I think that it was maybe the one that was before it. I, I don't know. Gow Ranger. I don't know if this is like a testament to it not being as good of a show or if I was just kind of burning out or the novelty was wearing off or whatever. But like I watched the whole thing. And I did my due diligence, but I kind of by the end of it was like, I didn't like that as much. I don't know. And so I kind of like fell out. Like I didn't, I was just like, okay, I'm good. Hurricane Drew was my thing. I'm not so into this. But like Hunter and I stayed friends and like we'd check in with each other about what we were watching and stuff. He was getting into Common Rider and would show me clips of what he was watching and stuff. And I'd like, I, I tried out watching a Decade which was pretty cool. <laughs> I, I I like liked it, but it kind of like falls apart pretty hardcore at the end. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Even when you watch the movie <laughs> that was yeah, supposed uh-huh. to like make it make sense. <laughs> so I don't know. Have yeah. you guys seen that one? Seen uh, at the time we were watching that one live. Mm. Um, and we're like, oh wow! It's gonna resolve, right? Oh, the movie. Okay, we'll we'll watch the movie and it'll make sense, yeah. right? Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So again, it was just kind of like kind of a swing and a miss. It didn't quite like work. But mm. then, and this is where things like turn around, one day like Hunter was like, have you heard about what the new Super Sentai series is going to be? And I was like, no, no, tell me about it. He's like, okay, they're pirates. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. And like Grant yeah, said, I'm on the yeah, One Piece yo, podcast yeah, a lot. I'm a big One Piece fan. Um, <laughs> and it's not that I'm specifically super into pirates, but it's just kind of like that was enough to be like, okay. And then he was like, and they can transform into all the rangers of the past. And I was like, okay, I don't understand how that relates to them being pirates, but that's cool. Um, <laughs> it was kind of like Decade, so it had that kind of familiarity with me and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm interested. So I checked this out, and obviously this is Gokaiger, right? Oh, is that and what it was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <Sorry>. yeah. <laughs> and Gokaiger... So this and this is what like totally got me because there's a few things about Gokaiger. First of all, the pirate thing. Not only is it like One Piece in the fact that it's about pirates, the like main cast is like one to one, sometimes one to two, like analogs for the Straw Hat mm. pirates, hmm. which was something I would kind of chuckle about, and you could be sort of cynical about, but it gave me something to grab onto, mm. you know, while I was watching it. And <clears throat> but more importantly, the thing with them transforming to all the Sentai of the past. What that does is it kind of gives you this, like, crash course in Super Sentai history. Right. (laughs) Right? And, like, it shows you specifically, like, what's cool about all of them and, like, what makes them different from one another and what similarities they share and things like that. And so I definitely, like, and around that same time, Forze was airing. So I checked that out. And Forze is, like, amazing. Forze is so good. good. Yeah, right? And and so basically by the end of that like cycle, I was like, okay, I'm into this stuff and I'm not like hardcore enough that I watch everything, but like I definitely check out the first like handful of episodes of every season and like see if I want to keep watching or not. Mm. And that's like one of the nice things about the 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 yearly cycle. If you have patience and other stuff to watch or whatever, like you can kind of say like, uh, well, I'll, this one's not really working for me. I'll check back in next year. Right. You know? <laughs> mm. uh, <laughs> and so, yeah. And through my like viewing habits, I guess I'd, I've come down to realize that I'm still more of a Super Sentai fan than a Kamen Rider fan. Because the only writer shows I've actually finished are Decade and Forze and Build. Because um, Build's incredible, too. God, build's so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I got pretty far into Ghost because mm. I like the like concept and it has one of my favorite actors in it, uh, Naoto Takanaka, as a sort of like spirit guide guy. But like the tone of that show was kind of unbearable, and I eventually was just like, no, I'm not into this. <laughs> Dropped it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but on the other side, uh, Super Sentai, like since Gokaiger, I've watched almost every season with a few exceptions. 
yeah, so it turns out I'm a <laughs> Super Sentai guy through and through. Yeah, that's a that's the basics for me. I think it's really cool that you know that that's what you like, and you try you you gave it like the real like. All right, I'm gonna try it. Let me see if this is like my jam or not. Because I feel like that's yeah. I love that you can do that with this. And then sometimes it's like maybe I'm not feeling these later on, and then the, there'll be an uproar around like episode twelve. People are like, hey, you got to get back into this. Like, oh okay, I'll come mm-hmm. back later. Like, there's it's long enough that you can take a break or chill out or mm. wait to come back, right? And yeah, like, I did that with Q Ranger. I kind of ducked out of that a dozen episodes in or something and then like i don't know i had some day where i didn't have anything else to do and there had been another dozen episodes or so and i was just just like hey i'll I'll check this out i liked it fine and i just ended up watching that all the way through hmm. yeah yeah but but on that same vein um i still have yet to finish a single sentai show oh wow um, but have seen most of the heisei and neo heisei shows like just tearing ass through them (laughs) i love yeah i love it i love that (laughs) yeah yeah that's interesting um yeah it seems um, like people do tend to kind of fall on one side or the other mm -hmm. and that's fine that's okay Mm -hmm. that's a good that's good you know yeah yeah i'm definitely curious about the like old old common writers and Mm. i i fear that they may not be like super watchable i don't know I, i'm not sure but they sure look fun and i love those the the original designs and stuff right of the writers are like perfect yeah and i having i've read the original common writer manga oh yeah and of course mm-hmm. you know it's 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 very much and i think the show from what i you know i haven't watched the show more than just clips here and there but just hearing it secondhand and having read the manga and seeing i mean it's very it's very Shitaro Shinomori, and it's also, but it's also kind of very primordial. Like it's still sort of emerging, and there's to to hear it from people who have watched it and also enjoy Common Rider. There's just a, sort of a certain point at which that show sort of realizes what it's doing. Like it's sort of discovering mm. itself as it goes. So that's an interesting mm. experiment, and I think it's. I, I certainly want to see him too. I mean, I, in my, it's a weird thing for myself because I mean, Joey, like you, you know, here here we are on our podcast, but you've seen more complete toku series than i have by far just because i've really only been like aggressively like actually watching toku like in a consistent way and maybe maybe the past three or four years i guess yeah i guess about three years or so so like i've only seen four or five Ultraman. i've only seen about three sentai series all the way through like a very small collection but i just kind of like enjoy all of them because you know they Mm -hmm. they touch on different each one has their own flavor but and I think I, I know for myself watching Batman '66 all the way through mm. in 2014 when that was finally released definitely primed the pump to get ready for what <laughs> Tokusatsu was going to throw at me because it's because <laughs> it's definitely a there's a similar sort of like you just kind of have to meet this these series on their terms to some degree and once you do yeah. like if you're if you if you're picking up what they're putting down it, it, it's something special so but it's really cool that you you yeah, also that's an are interesting a, comparison. I, I've made the argument before that if Batman 66 ha- had continued as sort of a as a as a tradition, right? Like as a sort of a, a, a television tradition in some form, that it would we would have something similar to mm. you know what, what Tokusatsu is, live action superhero television. I mean, I've recently finished Kaku Ranger and it's in no small part. Like there's just elements of that show like it's like I'm watching like Adam West might as well be running around, like with nice. all the, the hit flashes and stuff like that and the sort of silly goofery that happens and then it but of course, obviously, Toku has that. The back half of these series always hits you with the poignant, the feels, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> which is the, that heavy drama. But well, cool. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you were going to revisit your sort of your first love, as it were. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's been interesting watching these again since then because it's like I don't know. It's it's like I don't like super remember the entire series, so it's almost like watching it for the first time. But it's always kind of like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and I definitely am seeing like what I loved about it, but it's also now having seen a lot more and a more modern stuff. It's a little more simple than mm. than the like ones that I've been watching over the past, you know, however many years, five years or whatever that it was. Right. Right. Well, cool. I, I guess. Do you want to just go straight into the episodes? I feel like yeah. stepping back to do news would be a little bit weird. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Let's 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 go straight in. So we are going to watch the first two episodes then of Hurricaneer, and then we'll after we come back, we'll talk about how we feel about it. Now, Pat, have you seen any Hurricaneer? Not at all. Okay. Um, yeah, 
Sentai is sort of my blind spot when it comes to Toku, which is strange because conceptually it's everywhere. You see it in everything, but mm-hmm. I'm very much looking forward to this. Okay, well now for myself, cool. I've not seen any. I mean, I own the set. I, I haven't seen any, um, but I have seen in my Power Rangers chronological rewatch, I have seen and completed Ninja Storm, yeah. which was, th- I mean, thankfully, I, I'm already sort of predisposed to like this because Ninja Storm is a really good season, not just of Power Rangers, but it's just good children's television. Oh, awesome. So uh, yeah, I'm I pretty... I don't really know anything about it. I mean, so some of what you described, the two different warring factions and stuff, that 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 theme is present in the show. They're obviously, you know, kids who like to do BMX stuff, so they're not exactly like descended from ancient <laughs> ninja clans, but the, there's an element of there's two groups here that are sort of at odds with one another, and that's a big theme in the show. So, mm. well, cool. So we uh, ready to jump in and watch those episodes, boys? Let's, Let's do, it. do it. Okay. This and we're back. Wow, like, I was ready for some ninja action tonight, and I got so much, so much ninja action. Uh, but real quick, let's let's go over what we saw. Um, so we watched the first two episodes of Hurricane Jir. We are introduced to the... Th- to the main team, sort of like three ninja that can do ninja things, mm-hmm. but their master shows up and calls them slackers. Apparently, they're kind of the bottom of the class. There's an invading ninja clan that, while they're doing like some kind of greeting thing, show up, seal all everybody else in the in the school as well as their master. They just throw the seal on them. They get sucked up into the ship, or I don't know what exactly happens. The school gets hit with a big piece of paper, too. Then the master gets away from it by turning into a hamster. Just, I don't know if that's what he wanted, but he does that. They show up late, so that's the slacker part. And they try to face, so they try to show down with the monster that showed up, like a like a weak Lubu, and they do what they can. They get wrecked, and then the operator kind of rescues them at the last minute uh turns out it's the master's daughter who says hey you know what you were slackers but master saw something in you here's the hurricane your powers go ahead you got to do something because otherwise we're in trouble <laughs> nobody else <laughs> around <laughs> oh yeah so they transform or they show up they transform they deal with the monster and we get a taste of their combined weapon and at a certain point they end up kind of in trouble and we see in the shadows two other ones two other hurricanes that like Mm -hmm. kind of hold back Mm -hmm. but but then they pull the combined weapon they end up destroying the not lubu guy and then right at the end of the first episode uh they notice they hear their master's voice coming from a hamster that one of the big bads is holding and they kind of run up to rescue him but all of the other sort of generals show up and in the very next episode they pretend to take a hit, like a big attack from them, but actually use that opportunity to rescue the master. We see that now that sort of they've graduated in a sense, they're able to go out into the world and have part-time jobs. Or I don't, I don't know if this is jobs that they had before becoming Hurricane or what. Blue gets roped into becoming an idol. Red is a window washer slash task doer like he just rescued some lady's handkerchief <laughs> um and yellow is a caretaker for some for kids which i, I feel like he's been at it for a while because i don't know how easily they would just let some guy <laughs> help out with a bunch of children but it turns out blue is actually uh, not gonna be a pop idol but a replacement for an inca singer so she does like a performance everybody's enchanted and red get kind of, <laughs> red suddenly gets kind of mad that they are like not taking their stuff job seriously as Hurricane Jir, because they took off, uh, both Yellow and Blue took off their, um, well, I don't remember the Morpher. Gyro. The Morpher was. Yeah. So they, they took that off. Uh, meanwhile, Magnet Monster shows up, starts turning people into big, horrible statues. Just terrible things. <laughs> <laughs> and the Red tries to solo it, but it's too much. And thankfully, it, like right before he takes like a spear to the face, Master Hamster summons or calls for blue and yellow to show up and they do they end up beating him but this time around 
what the giant monster is actually like a giant robot that copies the abilities of defeated dudes. So the giant thing copies the magnet monster. So we have giant magnet monster and our operator summons zords from one, a plane, a plane that was probably in use, a cruise ship, (laughs) and then a big chunk of a theme park. And so using these zords, uh, which are, what was it? It's a hawk, a dolphin, and a lion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the lion, the Ferris wheel is like the lion's mane. That's right. Yeah, Ferris wheel and roller coasters, the body somehow. Um, (laughs) So they take the zords, they fight the magnet monster. It's not quite enough, so then they end up combining into Senpujin. We get to see our our first giant uh, Megazord Hisatsu thing. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's did i miss anything does that cover one and two yeah that, I think I it's mean, a sword the like gadget ball thing yes, oh yes. that's right yeah for for their super they um everybody put in their quarters and then turned the, the capsule machine and they got a cool sword out of it so yeah it's a pretty good pull <laughs> <laughs> got a three-star sword you know i mean it's not bad it's not bad <laughs> for beginner's luck right <laughs> mm-hmm mm-hmm I didn't have to use real world currency for it. It was just the in game currency. So, <laughs> so uh, I really enjoyed that. I had I had a lot of fun with both those episodes. Yeah, no, it was good. It was I like the. I mean, obviously, I know it was fun. I think particularly comparing to Ninja Storm, like the two, we'll just call them the later Rangers that show up, having a brief cameo early on, and then be like, no, no, it's not the time, and like walking away. It's just good yeah. drama. I liked some of the comparison stuff like the I, I think Ninja Storm has a very different uh main villain, so the main villain in this is sort of a giant space centipede ninja guy on a throne who's just this kind of mm-hmm. like enormous monster man. And mm. he's just more of a I guess you would class him as I mean if 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 their master is Splinter, this character is more of a shredder type. He's just a guy in armor, but he has this kind of I don't want to call it like a southern accent, but he's got kind of a weird drawl to how he talks, and it kind of works in a weird way. He's a really specific and weird character um, that I like, but it, it is I do like the all the villain designs and everything. Our heroes being kind of klutzy, I think the the big belly laugh for me was them forgetting to grab their hurricanes, their morphers on the way out for the first time. Oh yeah, that was really mm-hmm. funny. So I like it. I like it a lot so far. It's a good good early pitch, and uh, it's working for me. Awesome. What about yeah, you? it seemed... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, what about you, Pat? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this hits this... It's it's in the sweet spot of... I think you had, you had described it where, where they're still... I mean, not that they, they use it that much less, but the necessity of practical effects for a lot of these shots... My favorite shot, my most memorable one, what I'm trying to recover right now, is the hang glider shot from the first episode, <laughs> where, where Red just swoops in uh, through through the dust of an attack, grabs the enemy with one hand and just starts slapping him with his other hand, <laughs> and yeah. like he's completely stiff in the shot, so he's slapping a mannequin in the air, it's and he just drops him and he just. <laughs> it's beautiful beautiful i love it so much yeah that hang glider clothesline you know you see a lot of stuff in these sort of formulaic shows that you're like ah this is when this happens this is when this happens but i was not ready for the hang glider clothesline that was (laughs) that was new to me i loved uh when yellow gets his big hammer and he's just slamming the ground and the like they're just with wires like lifting up the actor up and down because he's like bouncing from the force or whatever of it and mm-hmm. uh, it's just like humiliation on top of like being damaged being dealt to this guy <laughs> delightful delightful is the word yeah i mm-hmm. i think the thing that that appeals to me about this season and and seasons like it like say abba ranger is that the smaller cast I mean, we haven't really seen it much here. They they have to sort of run through and show you the the first wave of toys. You know, we're, we're very early mm-hmm. on in the season. We don't have a lot of time yet with the characters specifically. Mm. But with just a smaller cast, you know, you think about how much time is taken up. Like, okay, if we're going to show all five rangers use each of their five special weapons, we have to show five people doing it. And then when they each of them has to get a little moment to do at least one cool attack when they fight the mooks. And they have to at least get one or two tries against the monster. But with only three mm-hmm. cast members, you don't have to do as much of that like you don't have to spend quite as much time doing the same thing 
so you can do different things and you have just more time with them and i i really appreciate that like i don't know like we it feels like the say like the ranger specific weapons like you mentioned joey the 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 quake hammer or the the one Mm. that's just clearly a hair dryer or whatever like we see them quite a bit and a lot of times at least at least in some of the sentai seasons that i've seen you get these really specific weapons that don't really get a lot of screen time because there's you know five or six or seven of them and like who's got time to show that many specific unique weapons doing specific unique things but because there's a lot less you can just show them doing cool stuff yeah and i like that there's then also time for them to like have these like part-time jobs that we get a little like B plot for and like th- those jobs like maintained throughout the whole series like oh really that's a part of their characters and that's the kind of fun thing that you maybe wouldn't get with a larger cast to like give everyone jobs that have little tiny plot lines and things like that yeah especially because there's only three of them so you can do three different things whereas if you had five or six that would be kind of hard to do I mean I know in by comparison, Kaku Ranger, they all had the food truck, right? Like, that's that's a pretty common mm-hmm. thing. Like, ah, oh, they all work in, like, a, you know, a restaurant or something or a, a bistro or what have you. But mm-hmm. then they all had, like, the food truck. But, yeah, because there's only three, they can have three very different jobs and we can still have enough time to kind of follow them. That's kind of neat. It's good that they keep that. Yeah, totally. I think we got a little bit of that. I mean, I'd, I've only seen, like, the first ten episodes, maybe, of Die Ranger. But I recall them having lives outside of it or trying to like they weren't mm-hmm. always together because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. blue i believe was in a boxing was a boxing club i'm trying to remember or, now yeah, blue was a boxer or in some kind of martial arts club and there was a thing about while well, he was training what he was trying to confess to a girl that was in the club so it was like lives outside of it at least is is a thing that they have done before yeah to to hear that it becomes um sort of something that they focus on because they have the room for it. That is nice. Mm-hmm. And we definitely get spoiled in like later stuff where it's like, oh, there's going to be so many of them later on. But I don't know how Q-Ranger handled it, but I imagine that was like <laughs> okay, really so, hard to manage. Yeah, one of my favorite series, maybe my favorite, is Kyoruger, where by the end of the series there's 10 hmm. rangers, but that's kind of like following its whole like love of things being over the top and stuff like that and it's a really fun show and but it builds that way whereas q ranger it basically starts with nine characters Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. i that was one of the problems i had with that show is i was like i don't feel like i know or am attached to any of these characters besides their one like personality quirk or something like that right Mm -hmm. so i was having some trouble with that with that show for sure Hmm. yeah it's tough to nine characters right out the gate in a 22 minute ish show is that's a that's tough to juggle and do all the other because sentai has you know you have to have you have to have the regular fighting you have to have the suit fighting you have to have the mecha fighting you have to have Mm -hmm. the vehicle fight you know which we also have to comment not having bikes but instead having hang gliders is such a such a curveball but i totally Mm. love it i completely love it that was really fun for sure. Yeah, and you warned us about it too that <laughs> we would just get to appreciate that hang glider shot for the ending theme. And you know what? It was it was pretty nice. Yeah, like, weirdly peaceful and terrifying <laughs> at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that ending theme is uh, sung by the guy that did the Dragon Ball Z theme songs, and it's nice. I, I like that guy. He has a it has a sort of classic Japanese fun TV show vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, hmm. to me. So this was a surprise for me also. So in Ninja Storm, the master also is turned into a hamster or a rodent. And mm-hmm. I was like, huh. okay, I don't know if this is in Hurricane or not, or if they're just sort of playing with the Ninja Turtles connection here <laughs> with these sort of like, you know, teenage ninjas. And like, I, you know, I was like, this seems so specific. How can this yeah. not just be them playing in that same space? But no, it's just, that's just what happens. Of course, there's no I don't think there's an animatronic in Ninja Storm. I don't recall that oh, really? powerful, powerful animatronic like they've got in this one, which is a sight to behold. Uh I mean just wow. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. It's like yeah, it's like it's like Splinter from the movies only like worse. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I had like in my sort of recollections of the show, I was like, Oh yeah, and 
their master is like cursed and he's trapped as a ham- hamster because of something the bad guys did. But no, he transforms himself into the hamster, but he messed up the spell, so he's stuck, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> wow. But yeah, the I feel like the hamster is a like, big selling point of the show. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a real fun thing. Um, and yeah, you would get some like animatronics of this sort of like uh, Chuck E. Cheese from the waist up, you know, hamster kind of with animatronic eyes and mouth and stuff. So it's pretty like, I, you know, it's relatively advanced. And then, but my personal favorite is just like footage of a hamster, like eating some treats or sniffing around or something. And then they <laughs> dub this like manly man's voice being like, you're all doing this wrong or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I think that's just some of that's just that that's that special sauce. That's that X factor that just makes it like this is it. This is what I'm here for. Mm-hmm, um, totally. It's uh, it's interesting too how much of the side cast is the same. The uh, I mean, they're space ninjas, but the two non monster suit space ninjas, the the two women, mm-hmm. the there's like their costume designs are basically identical in Ninja Storm. Like, they just dress the exact same, and there's no real variation there. They pretty much acted the same, too. Then they're the daughter of the master, who's the sort of techie with the amazing Hurricane Jr. enter button. There's another <laughs> character who is the, the son of the master in Ninja Storm, and he is their techie, and he, like, stays at the base and designs their tech. Like, so there's a lot of... It's interesting to me how much of this was kept for that yeah. series, which, again, is a really good series, and I really enjoy it. It's just interesting that, that how much they kept. Yeah, and I love, like, those three actresses, like, the the woman that's sort of their, like, caretaker is really great, and I love those two, um, the, the two, like, female villains. They're both really fun. We don't, like, get too much in those two episodes of the lady who's supposed to be sort of the, like, you know, like, sexy femme fatale type lady, but we got a decent amount of the sort of, like, cuter girl because she got to hold the hamster, so we got, and she does a thing what, that we briefly saw where every time a monster dies, she like does a little stamp that's like, oh, this one failed. And and then she eventually starts like rating the other members of like how many times their monsters have failed and things like that. And I like that uh, gimmick. Ooh. Yeah. Hmm. So is there anything that we don't like about these two episodes? I mean, I realize it's, it's just sort of the early stuff here and, and that's not... That's not uh, a whole lot to go on, but is there anything that we don't care for in these early bits? Um, I would say that when I first watched, or when I had just rewatched this recently, after watching a lot more of the modern Sentai shows, the three main cast, as much as we love them, like, and they're fun to watch, like, their personalities weren't quite 100% defined uh, from one another, mm. um, in a way that I think that has sort of been mastered over time. Or even older ones, because I just finished Jetman, and and those are like a cast of very different types of characters and stuff like that. So I'd say that was my one thing coming back to this and watching it after seeing some more Super Sentai is I was like, oh, these three like aren't so different from one another. They're like a really kind of lovable bunch to to follow, but um, and they do have their own kind of personality quirks, but it's not quite as strongly defined as sometimes other characters are. That's surprising hearing that, considering how small this cast appears to be from mm-hmm. that. Like, you'd think that it would be easier. Yeah. But maybe with a larger cast, they have to work a little harder to make them stand out more. Yeah. I don't know. But, yeah, like, that is not to say that they're bad. The slacker ninja kind of goofball thing is immediately appealing. Mm-hmm. And I think, I don't know if we'd said this yet, but to start, they're already, like, this guy can hide in the ground. This girl can run on water. That guy looks pretty skilled. Mm-hmm. But they're slackers? Like, <laughs> what must the top of the class be like if these guys are the slackers? I'll tell you what they're yeah, like, right. Pat. I'll tell you what they're like. They're dead. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're trapped inside little pieces of paper in a centipede castle. I love I love the final boss. I love how intense he looks i mean they you know they tend to be of course but like this guy ain't leaving that chair and what he does it's a problem yeah like a problem tm he's got that cool thing of like a sort of like stiff mask that they just move the mouth up and down kind Mm -hmm. of like a uh like a fortune teller 
dummy or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. just a very cool thing where it's like almost like the boss is a toy, you know, but he's very menacing and he has this imposing. He's like way bigger than all of his people and he's up on a pedestal and everything mm-hmm. literally. So um, mm-hmm. uh, he he's very tough and mean looking, but uh, it's also c- something cool that you can kind of like look at and be like, man, look at how they sculpted that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I will say an interesting, probably one of those interesting hooks, and this is something I have actually a problem with with some of the more modern Sentai stuff. It's become very in vogue now to, and I mean, I guess this is always the case to some degree, but the monster is very clearly defeated and explodes and dies and they just kind of make them big and don't really discuss it whereas Mm -hmm. here Mm -hmm. i like the hook that yeah they defeat him on the ground and they're destroyed and yep that's it they're definitely dead but then the space ninjas send a giant robot that copies them and then has (laughs) their powers and i kind of i like that as a variation on the the standard formula and also just kind of admits like yeah we pretty much kill them when they're on the ground don't we well we just copy them like that works for me actually because i think there's a bit i think it takes away a little bit when like the on the i mean you know i'm trying to think back if this was like it in zoo ranger or if it was just power rangers but you know like the 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 villain would be the monster would be on the ropes and then rita would make them grow Mm. whereas like you know we're Mm. watching lupat right now and like they pretty much just blow up the monster and it's like we're just bringing them we're gonna make them big anyway like I don't know, kind of, <laughs> yeah. it just kind of yeah. robs it a little bit because it's like this looks like you killed them. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I uh, there's one of my favorite gimmicks for that is in Zhuoger, the like animal one with the the sort of furry one, mm-hmm. <laughs> for lack of a better word, where uh-huh. the m- main cast are like animal people, where the monsters have little slots in them, and the and when they get defeated, um, one of the other characters will put a coin called a continue in the that slot, and it will make them giant which I thought was pretty cool. It's like literally like a video game. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think having to see, I'd like to see at least that, like how how different series handle it. Because, yeah, that may be maybe why I would push like Rider over Sentai because that, they don't, that's not really a thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rider side right. things. If you got Rider kicked, you're probably dead. <laughs> like for real. And then you're not... Uh, a human won't die unless you get rider kicked outside of the suit or some equivalent of it. I don't know if the word is suspension of disbelief, but you know the last five minutes are dedicated to the to the giant robot. Mm, yeah, what. right. I think Die Ranger sometimes would do it without, maybe. I think uh, that happens occasionally. Maybe that's just early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if they can kind of... A lot of times when it's like they've got a new... Like like they're combining gun super weapon or something like that mm-hmm. could be the focus mm. of an episode uh, rather than the yeah. robot. And then towards kind of the end, a lot of times there's more like cliffhanger things and maybe it doesn't quite fit into the story. But mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Because I remember in like the second episode because we, we did watch Jetman last yeah, year we did. or the first two of Jetman last year. Um, they didn't even have the robot yet in episode two. So when the monster went giant, they had to like, it was like a giant gas, like what do you call it? Like a gas, like do you call it? Gas machine. (laughs) (laughs) Like a gas pump. Yeah. Gas pump. Wow. That was bad. Anyway, the guy was a giant gas pump and they cut his line and set him on fire. (laughs) And that's how they blew him up. Like that was sick that was amazing like i was like heck yeah i love this very much yeah your um, um your Jetman episode convinced me i was already kind of considering it but that convinced me to get that set and watch it and that show's great oh well there it is we did it we Excellent. did the thing yeah <laughs> i i would like to go back to it at some point so we have to hook up with daisy again and get get that going yeah i, I had a lot of fun with this i, I would put this on the the <laughs> This eternal queue of things to watch. <laughs> I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slowly making my way through. I'm, I'm gonna, I need to wrap up Kuga still. Gotta let that languish. Mm-hmm. I've been trying to catch up on some seasonal anime for once, but I did finish Conquer Ranger this year, so I'm hoping to do O Ranger next and just keep on progressing through these sets. It's been, it's been worthwhile. So nice. Yeah, this was really fun. Um, I'm glad that this is. I mean, you know, we're only two episodes in, but it has this—it has the charm that Ninja Storm has. Because again, I mean, that's what I have to compare it to. But Ninja Storm is a really good Power Ranger season, 
So I just assumed the base material was also good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's it's just it's good. Yeah, to it's see. fun. It gets to draw from that kind of like ancient Japan. Oh, that was a thing that we were mentioning. We liked a lot. Their transformation sequence has like sort of kabuki esque like curtains, and yes. they dance around with those scarves and stuff, and the umbrellas and mm. stuff. Like that stuff's really fun. Yeah, that works really, really well. And the way Red, you know, he holds his hand up and rolls his neck when he's talking like that. That's yeah. a that's a great gimmick that works. Absolutely. All right, well, boys, do we have any other final thoughts or anything? Uh, Hurricane is great. Hamster <laughs> Boss is great. <laughs> Check it out on Shout Factory TV. Get the box set, or just watch it. I was just watching it on their site. I didn't have to pay nothing nice. for it. I think. Yeah. So that's that's nice. Easy access. Cool. All right. So, Joey, do you want to tell the people where they can find you in all your various outlets? Yeah, sure. Um, I'm at Joey Weiser on Twitter or Joey Weiser Comics on Instagram. I'm a cartoonist, actually. We didn't mention that at the top of the show, but my <laughs> I have a brand new graphic novel called Ghost Hog that just came out. You may have seen the Ghost Hog free comic book day issue. You can check that out and the Merman graphic novel series and see samples of that and other comics and stuff on my website which is tragicplanet.com that's tragic-planet.com and listen to my japanese movie club podcast toho yaro that's a monthly show supposed to be monthly at least sometimes we get behind but um where it's uh me and two friends of mine and we just kind of round robin each choose a, a movie sort of similar to blade looking thieves and and we watch it and get back to each other and, and, and review it very, very thoroughly. Like that's a show where we really like wring these movies dry. Uh, yes. But like, yeah. So I, I suggest like finding one that's a movie that you've seen um, or even maybe one that you haven't seen, but don't care about spoilers and are interested in hearing about and starting from there. And then after that, you can kind of decide which episodes you want to listen to. Yeah, and I definitely recommend Toho Yaro as someone who I I enjoy your show. I obviously don't you guys some you guys are some of the the films that you review are quite specific and I have not seen mm. hardly any of them. Uh but I really enjoy your pod and because you guys are so detailed and so thorough in a way that that Blade Looking Thieves very much is not. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just two different oh styles gosh. of doing yeah. stuff. <laughs> but Thanks again for being on, Joe. It was really great to have you on here and, and uh, fun to have someone a little more experienced with us as we jump into Hurricane Jer. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I, and I think um, for this episode, we'll probably... We'll, I think we talked about giving away... How much, what, Would you say it's like a, a volume? I'm, I'm, I have to look at it again. Giving away Ghost yeah. Dog, I think, with the shirt. This, oh, cool. Sure. Yeah, that sounds think? awesome. <laughs> we can make that happen. Yeah, let's do that. Make it so we'll make sure to get one of those out. So we got some Twitter questions. Yeah, we did. Let me pull that up. Nice. Well, these lucky ducks are gonna it's gonna get drawn. Drawn. All right. So our good buddy Paula, founder of Tokunet, asks if you were Hayate's way Ninja Academy ninja student, what would Mugen Sai Sensei scold you about? Oh boy. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm not uh, not much of a ninja myself. <laughs> I'd say he'd probably be like, hey, stop watching all these ninja movies and get out there and ninja yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we all know where this goes for me. It would be constantly trying to make incredibly bad jokes out of every jutsu name uh, to the point where I'm probably not even doing them and, and failing at my ninja arts. And I'm really not quiet or stealthy person i'm very clumsy and <laughs> large and loud so there's not i don't think i would be i think he would be scolding me for a lot for just everyone else is like hidden completely invisible you know just under leaves and stuff and then i'm just like <laughs> stomping around the forest i i don't think he'd be very happy with me i'm gonna go with failing stealth sections in games where you're supposed to be sneaky mm. like you're so bad at being a ninja, and on top of that, you can't even be a ninja in a game where you're supposed to be a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it, yeah. We would not. We we three would also not be a very good class. I, let, for everyone else's sake, let's hope we get hit with those papers, right? Yeah, or, I mean, maybe we'll uh, be the last three left, and we'll just got to get those gyros and make it work. 
Do you do you want the lives of that many Ferris wheel goers on your conscience though? Like, do you want oh, no. to shoulder that burden? <laughs> My buddy Dan asks: Out of the many Rangers and Sentai out there, which one stands out the most, and/or is the most relatable to your own personal lives? So, like, what I guess which Ranger, hmm. either person or character, who you relate to the most? Well, I mean, hmm. do we all relate to Guy from? Uh... Gokaiger, that's the big nerd, like the big Sentai nerd. I don't, have you guys seen the the Silver Ranger in, in Gokaiger or know what his deal is? Yeah, he's like the biggest fan of, of them. And so he gets like all the silver and white. Yeah, yeah. And, and so he like knows right? all that. So he can kind of give them their like lessons when they don't know who these people are that they're transforming into and stuff. So I definitely uh, can relate to that uh, fanaticism <laughs> about certain things. <laughs> I'm going to say Mega Ranger because they get their powers from video games. Uh, <laughs> it's a test. It's nice. a real thing. <laughs> um, and that was just because that was such a surprise to find out that that's what it was based on and not what was the, act, what was the American adaptation of it. Was it in space? For which one? Mega Ranger? I think it was in yeah. space. Yeah, that yeah. would have been in space. Yeah. Like, that's an email. That's an email icon on the belt, not whatever the hell else <laughs> they claimed it to be or just told you to ignore. <laughs> For the American show. Hmm, this is a toughie. I guess I'd probably say, I don't remember what his name was, but in Dire Ranger, there was like a friend of theirs who was really into turtles, and I'm pretty sure he transformed into the giant carriers or turtle, or, or at least helped them access the power. I don't remember. Anyway, I think turtles are really cool, and I'm not a ranger, so I relate to him <laughs> on that front. I'm really cool. I think turtles are great, so. Yeah, you're a real Kenny. <laughs> Yes, I really am. <laughs> I was that's not where I was expecting this to go, but okay. All I just right. I get his motivation. He thinks turtles are cool. He's awkward and not a ranger. Mm-hmm. I mean, there it is. Mm-hmm. So, uh okay, uh, our buddy Shu asks, "What was your reaction when you found out the name was based on the first Harry Potter?" So, this Oh man. I don't get this. I okay. Joey, please. Do you, know, do you have it? I, okay. Uh, so the first Harry Potter had come out around this time and was a big hit. And the the title of that is Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone or something, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Harry is Hari, like Hari Kenja. And Kenja means philosopher, I think. It's something mm-hmm. else from the other half of that title. And so, yeah, uh, that's where they got the name, apparently, supposedly. <laughs> Are you, and... Wow. Let, wow. let us not forget, Master turns into an owl in the very first episode. So... Yeah. And it is sort of based around like a school atmosphere mm-hmm. where they learn magic. Oh, my. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. I think there's the Magic um... Ranger or whatever, the, that one where they're literally magicians, I think is also playing off of the popularity of Harry Potter. Very much so. And it's very, mm-hmm. it's a close, it's not too far after. It's only maybe two or three years late or maybe yeah what i guess it was 2006 here so yeah about three years later i mean certainly the power rangers version is very clearly like playing on i don't know if the the super sentai footage was but it definitely was in the american release (laughs) (laughs) amazing um yeah i wasn't ready for that i was like i don't know how on earth this works but i'm looking when i read that on twitter the other day i was just like what (laughs) you've got to be kidding me wow yeah, I feel like they mention it in some show, like maybe that one that's about the unofficial rangers. I'm blanking on the name of it, but like, the, uh, oh, yeah, I think maybe yeah. that's where it's from somewhere that that's like said on a show. And I definitely remember being like, they might made a funny joke, uh, but like, I think <laughs> that it's true. <laughs> hmm. Uh, let's see who else do we have here kilo asks us hamsters yes no oh yes all the way yes Yes. i think this is a pro pro hamster pod like hamsters are good and valid oh yeah definitely and that is all the questions that i see thanks everybody for sending in your questions they're they're quite a bit of fun to answer this time and thanks again joy for being on yeah thanks for having me this was really fun yeah maybe we'll uh in another year and a half, we'll watch two more episodes. <laughs> yeah, sure. Anytime. <laughs> oh, man. All right, shall we sign out, my dude? Let us sign the out. Thanks for tuning in to the Super Senpai Podcast. We'll notice you again next time. 
Super Senpai Podcast. Podcast.